Welcome to We're Not Your Mothers with Barb and Beth, over 80 years of adulting experience. We don't have all the answers, we just think we do. Here's part one with our special guest, Jim O'Hare. Please like and subscribe if you like what you hear. Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast. We're all excited today in the studio. <laughs> I know, I, it is. It's very exciting. We Come have our, our special guest. Yes, today is our special guest. Oh, and there we can see him. And we have gotten this. We think we have the technology down, so we're going to go ahead like we do. We think we Here's do. Here's hoping. So, Tanya, another special shout-out for all your direction. And now I'm going to go right into it. So, you may know him as Daytime Emmy winner. Our oh. guest star, or a guest on shows like Friends and Criminal Minds, or the beloved character, Jerry, Larry, Gary Gergage of Parks and Recreation fame. But I just call him Jimmy, my youngest brother. Now, Barb, she calls him her wedding planner. <laughs> so, of course, because we always have wedding stuff going on on this podcast, we will, get, we will. We will have to start talking about that. So, how are you, Jim? Hey, you guys. Listen, I've been on some pretty important uh, podcasts in my day. I've done a few no. I am a nervous wreck. This is this is the biggest. And thanks for you know sending the bagels and the coffee and all the great stuff that they you know that they send oh, yeah. for a podcast. Oh, oh wait, hold on one second. My assistant's here. Oh, nothing's here. Okay, <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to make sure. So nothing's here. Sorry about okay. that, Jim. Good to know. Good to know. You really. Top notch people. We're top notch. Yeah. We are we are low budget. I'm no Let's just tell the truth it. though. Can we tell some truths? You're a big fan of the podcast. And you wanted to come on. I am a big yes. fan of the podcast. I have heard all of them. Uh I truly in all seriousness, it's I've known you both most of about my whole life, Barb. I feel like most of my life. And it's just listening to you guys chatter, which I know you guys are good at it. When I'm with you guys, we're all good at it. So it's uh, it's very comforting. I find it to be a very comforting podcast. Oh, that's what we like. It's like just hanging around, just listening to the to girlfriends chit chat about stuff. I like. I think it seems to go well. I personally am very nervous about this one. I don't know why. I just wanted to make sure. Like, I don't know. I because you know, to us, you're just like you know. Jimmy, the but, little brother. Yes. <laughs> but to the people who are tuning in to listen to you, yeah, you're like something, right? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, something well, right. let, me, <laughs> let me ask you this: so she gives the short list of your extensive list of credits yes. for anybody who needs to look him up on IMDb. You'll be blown away. But she left off diagnosis murder. I know. What a- I did. Oh, see, I'm already a bad producer. I'm already- you know what? Let's shut this shit down. This is not going anywhere. No. Uh, actually, though, is and as silly as it is, it's one of my uh, greatest memories of all the different things I've done because of Dick Van Dyke. Because right. as a huge Dick Van Dyke fan, I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, you know, I mean, the Dick Van Dyke show, and then so that whole crowd. I love the old timers so much uh they're just like you know i always say i'd i would rather sit down with dick van dyke for an hour than any of the new young hip famous people right Right. i love hearing about the old times and so 
you know, they, the old expression of don't meet your heroes because right. you know, it could blow up. He was unbelievably kind and wonderful. And we got to do some, you know, I was there. I, I think that was, I was the I was like the lead guest star that week. So I was there for probably, I guess, 10 days or however long they do to, to shoot one of those. And uh, he was everything I wanted him to be. To even, at one point, we're sitting in the hair and makeup trailer and he's singing uh, songs from My Fair Lady. Oh my gosh! And I, no, wait, what's the Mary Poppins? Not my friend, Mary yeah. Poppins. Yeah, where he, you know, where he played the the uh, the chimney know, sweep, chimney sweep, and so it was really just unbelievable. And so the first day I see him, and I'm like, oh god, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. So I thought I just got to get up, I'm just gonna go and spew my little fandom. As I guess, what do the kids say now? I'm fangirling or whatever the term. Oh yeah, is. <laughs> go up to somebody. So I just I said, hi, you know, Mr. Van Dyke, I, I, I'm going to be working in the scene with you, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I do my little thing and he, he he takes my hand and he goes, I've seen your work. You're the real talent here. I'm just oh. an entertainer. And oh then he was like, gosh. oh my God. Like he was just, uh, I don't know. So he was I'm everything tearing I wanted up. to be. <laughs> oh boy, Barb is already tearing up and we're already into how many minutes? Oh my gosh. Wow, well, early what, in. Uh, what no, would but, you say, um, is one of your fondest roles. Well, you know, the thing is, you're so, you know, so blessed, so blessed, so many different things I've been able to do. But because, you know, Jerry Gergich lasted for seven years and it was a show that I couldn't have been prouder of, because I've done, you know, I've been on shows that, you know, you're prouder of some than others, right. uh, whether it be the quality of the writing, the people you're working with, um, producers. Well, this one had it all. It had yeah. amazing, the, well, the cast, you know, people love to hear, and it's true to this day, we have a thing called the Parks Family Text. So we still go back and forth with each other all the time. Um, so it really was this little group that Amy Poehler always called lightning in a bottle because she said, yeah. how did this work out? You know, like, because again, you're, I've been at shows where actors aren't talking to each other and it's tension and, and it, none of it has ever made sense to me because especially if you're doing a comedy, like who wants all that garbage, you know, and right, uh, with parts, right. we never had it. So yeah. And, and plus the writing was, I think, yeah. extraordinary. And the fact that the show is still, you know, relevant, which is wild. It's, it's certainly more relevant now than when we did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. Way more. We fought every year. We didn't know if we were coming back. We'd be, you know, and, and I've told this story before. I don't know if, you know, for people who haven't heard, we were technically canceled at the end of the fourth season. Uh, they, uh, the big wigs left New York on a plane back to LA and in midair, we were canceled. And somehow by the time they landed, we were back on the air. So wow. I mean, also tenuous how it even plays out. Um, yeah, Amy found out that story later because they certainly never told us at the time. So yeah, so Parks would be it, but there's, um, there's like little independent little features I've done. I, you know, I got to do a show called a, a film called Middleman that I did with one of my lifelong friends who wrote it and directed it. So that, of course, means so much. Um, Is that still on Netflix? It's not on. Uh, boy, I should. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it is definitely out there. Uh, we were at the world premiere in Chicago. We were. You know, <laughs> that's what's funny. I think this is what we're going to bring to to this interview for people listening. Is that, um, of course, 
Jimmy's perspective, but there are a gazillion podcasts. As I was doing my research on you today, or during this past couple weeks, there's a lot of podcasts. But when you like when you talk about, you know, if Parks was going to stay and stuff, us at home, we would go all to mom. It would be like, Mom, right. what's going on with Jimmy? And she'd say, oh, God, I don't know, Beth. I don't know if it's going to go, if it's going to stay. You know, Mom had her ways of where she just... Rem tell the story about how when uh, Mom wanted you to call the one producer. Oh, well, I had done... First of all, our, our mom, Beth and my mom, who Barb knew very well, uh, one of the greats, you know. Yes, one of the greats. Definitely. One of the, one of the true greats. Not that we all didn't have issues, because <laughs> welcome to being in a family. But uh, yeah, and she was always my go-to for good news or bad news. Like it was, you know, yeah. mom got the first call. And she'd always be checking in and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, at one point I did an episode of uh, Ally McBeal. And that was uh, David, what's his name? Kelly. David Kelly. Kelly. So, yeah, so whatever. And it went really well and blah, 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 and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't know the timeline for this, but I would think within a year or two of me doing that it was announced that david kelly had a new show called boston legal which oh, yeah. out, you know with shatner and, and uh, spader so anyway my mom calls me she goes jimmy i just read this article and david e kelly is doing a new show called boston Legal. why don't you call over there and tell them <laughs> you want to be on that one oh okay mom yeah let me let me get on the horn hold on <laughs> let me, i mean absolutely no concept of how it really works you know right, right, it's, a, right. uh, it's a such a ridiculous business that for the better or for the worse i love it um it, it, there's so many ups and downs but so yes in her mind because i had worked on one one episode <laughs> one show, but jimmy it was a very good episode yeah well, I mean, and, and the truth is you did end up on boston legal on like one of my favorites i, I mean it was i think legal, it was two yeah. episodes so wasn't it two episodes no no it was just one but i was the lead uh, case that week you know as we say in the business the a story you know oh, the a people, yeah, <laughs> so, write you know, this Jimmy, down it's gold it's gold <laughs> <laughs> you know when like you know what mom is saying uh well you know jimmy just call david and let him know that you want to be yes. on that show and stuff when you do shows and you're like working with people on uh like for a week or two weeks or whatever yeah does it feel like it's a friendship at the end or is it always business like do you ever leave and you think out if i you know you know how us here at home and we're all about you know when the kids need a job you call this one right. or, you know like the networking and stuff is yeah. it like that or is it like okay this is business uh thank you and until next time or no, it's definitely friendships are made, especially depending on, you know, if you're with somebody a lot of times and, you you know, with, with any people in the world, some people you connect with and some people you don't. That's life. You right. know, uh, I, like I've learned to tolerate Beth, you know, and um, <laughs> it's been a lot of years and uh, I, I feel I do a pretty good job of it. No, no, but a very good actor. And that very yeah. good actor. no, but it's um, but the, the thing is, this isn't that type of business where you could say to me, oh, my friend's kid wants to be an actor now. Can you call a producer and get him on a show? That's just not how it works. Right. Unless, I guess, if you're a big, big wig, you know, 
you can certainly get auditions that others might not be able to get if you have a big name behind you or whatever. But it just it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, there's so many people, I, if I could help them, I would. And I can do things like I've passed scripts along. I've done little things like that. But ultimately, I have no power as the actor uh, to do that. Now, maybe, well, but like, for example, on Parks, again, that'll be a lot of examples because we did seven years. But after we would do a table read of the next episode, you could pitch ideas for people to be that person. And then oh, really? you, you could pitch. Now, a lot of times you're pitching major names, you know, the people that already know. But I right. certainly could call the casting director, uh, Dorian, and say, hey, would you bring in so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so for that role? But I have no power after that. Like mm-hmm. literally okay. not. They're, they're not going to cast them because they're going to cast the best person for the role. And so that's, you know, I, I very little power. Now, as a producer, I guess you'd have more power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just the lowly actor uh, who's always just a talent. himself to be working. <laughs> so, have you ever been a producer on anything? I oh, was a producer man. on Middleman, the film that I was talking about that I did right after Parks. And I hated that mm-hmm. aspect of it. I really <laughs> did. Uh, you know, I'm in meetings about trailers that are stinking and and uh, actors who are upset about this or that. And I, I hated it. I just, it's oh. not my world. Let, let me learn my lines. Let me bring what I bring right. to the table. And there's other people who thrive on it. Yeah, uh, oh, I could never. The pro, the well, the Beth, said, you know, Beth was just here for for uh, you know, I know a timeline matters on on the podcast. No, it doesn't because yeah. people don't expect much from us, so we, we do <laughs> so, not know timelines. So Beth infiltrated infiltrated my home uh, for Thanksgiving <laughs> twice. Twice, yes, in the past month, it's it's been lovely. Um, <laughs> no, but um, a friend was also here for dinner, and she's a what's called a line producer. She handles like the kind of the money aspects. Now she thrives on that type of work. Like that's who she is. Mm-hmm. And I think a good producer is that. Like we we did an episode of Parks once where we were shooting in the forest somewhere and we had shot a full day and then we had the very rare major rainstorm in LA because they are, they're not often. Yeah. And the next day we show up to the location and everyone's told you guys hang out. We don't know what's happening, but the road's gone. The road oh, is wow. gone down to the uh, down to the where we've been shooting. So we're like, oh wow, this is they're going to call this. They're not. How? What are they going to do? About an hour later, I hear these big trucks coming in, and they built a gravel road <sighs> out of nothing. I, I, all the, I mean, they just there's a problem. Their brains go into that mode of how do we fix it. And yeah. two hours after we were told, just hang around, they had us on golf carts because it wasn't a big road, but it was enough for a golf cart to drive on. And we drove down into the area where the set was. Wow. wow. They get things done. They do get mean, things done. Yeah, they really do. A good you, one. There's bad ones too, but these were really good ones. Did you ever think of giving up? Well, I, I don't think about, I, I, no. As far as giving up, no. Getting other jobs to help pay the bills? Hell yeah. I mean, that's many times I thought that, especially um, because, you know, I've always I've told the story, anyone who's heard me on anything, you know, I knew the first time I was on stage at Second City in a class and I got that first laugh and it really was pretty amazing. And I thought, oh, damn, I, oh boy, I love this. 
And I kind of said to myself, you need to probably always do this because it gave me such a rush. Never thinking it would pay my bills. I just thought I would do that as continuing classes or, you know, with however, as, as a as a hobby. Uh, so when it finally looked like, wow, maybe a living can be made doing this, mm-hmm. um, it was great. But there's also no guarantees. So as you know, I, you know, packed up everything, me and my friend Pat Cannon, and we, you know, drove to drove to Beverly and got, you know, got the truck <laughs> and put it all in there. And there we ended up in LA. And I have been very, very fortunate to say that since I arrived on August 4th, 1997, I have never had to do anything other than act to pay the bills. Now, that being said, there were some tough times where perhaps I should have done something, but you know, the, the go-to job for an actor is a waiter. Well, it turns out people don't like globs of sweat falling on the food. <laughs> so I look at it as, as salt. Like, can I salt for you? And then I just yeah. wipe and, and fling it. But uh, yeah, it turns out people weren't into that. So no, some years, but then the nice part about it is when you do work in this business, you know, they pay you, you know, really well. It's, 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 it's a, it's a money business. If, if you're working. And so thankfully the money you'd made when you worked would cover the times when you weren't working. And then it became, yeah, I, I became a pretty steady working guest star actor. Um, and so then things were pretty good. And then of course parks happened and that changes. That changed everything. That changed. I mean, we're going to ask some questions that we uh, have from our listeners and stuff, yeah. but if, if you would just take one, just a quick minute to tell the story about when you were first on that radio station and then mom and dad came to see you. Oh, yeah. At the- uh, we, yeah. When I, uh, you know, I went to Loyola University and it was like, this isn't working out. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know anything. But I did volunteer to work at the radio station and I loved it. I thought it was really fun. And, you know, it was only heard within a two block radius or whatever. So and I was telling my mom and then dad about it. And at some point my mom calls and goes, listen, there is this, this school that teaches radio and editing of all the, anyway, all the kind of stuff. So I end up doing that Midwest broadcast Academy in Chicago and I get my license to become a DJ. Well, you get your demo reel and you send it all over the country. And I got a hit a place called Rensselaer, Indiana, which yeah. really it's only like, what would you guys say? Like an hour or 15 from where yeah, something like home. Yeah. yeah. Not super far. So I go down there and I meet with the people and they give me the job and great. So that's all good. So now though, I've got to get an apartment and I'm going to be an adult. I'm a, but they were paying, it was $120 a week. Oh. And that, yes. Imagine that. And I was working <laughs> 60 hours, but you know, everyone kept saying it's your dues. It's your dues. You're paying. Right. Yeah. So I get an apartment. <laughs> my parents are coming down to see it. And apparently my dad on the way there said to my mom, Eileen, she was Eileen, dad was John. Eileen, no matter what this is, just be supportive. You know, he's doing the best with what he can, with what's going on here. So yes, 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 blah, blah, blah. So they they show up, they come to the apartment and it is just the worst. It is <laughs> the worst. You kind of had to walk through someone else's little section to get into mine. And then you go up the flight of stairs and it was awful. It was awful. And so I'm showing them around, but it's all I can afford. I mean, there's, it doesn't matter. It's it's it, awful, yeah. This is all I can afford. So showing them around, <laughs> showing them around and 
that I remember, like near the end, and we had just left a little kitchen dugout, whatever the hell that thing was. And I look over and my mom is crying. And I go, <laughs> what is wrong? And she goes, what did we ever do that you would be willing to live like this? <laughs> and my dad's like, Eileen, I said we can't say it. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Oh, but Jimmy, yeah. you can be sure when, when mom got home, all of us heard about it too. And the way I remember the follow-up of that was like the next day or within a couple of days, mom and Aunt Mary are in the car yep. and Rensselaer, Finding something that finding it was at a least a little bit more. The I yes, the be a better one <laughs> than the one I lived in. Acceptable. Yes. So, yes. how would you feel about answering a question from one of our listeners, Steve, who's been like, from the very beginning? Well, the the background of Steve is Barb and Steve worked together in high school at Burger oh, wow. King. Burger King. And so he has been listening, and he writes. For the record, us, I Barb, I remember you working, and I have a terrible memory. I remember you do you have a terrible. I have, a, I have a memory of you in the outfit. It was because it was my happy place. I <laughs> love that place. Did you really love it? it? I loved it. Well, hey, what part give me, of it did give me you a love? Whopper, extra, extra mayo any day. I'm still a happy camper. Oh, I do like that myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Wait, Jimmy, do you have filters on this? Because you don't look as wrinkly as you normally do. Uh, <laughs> that, sadly, you do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and I've had Botox. Jimmy. <laughs> there ain't enough Botox in the world to fix what I'm looking at. Jimmy, come on. Okay, so now <laughs> this is a head Barb. Barb's well, going to read this it. This is kind of a serious topic. So, okay. Oh, get your serious voice, Jim. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really, um, I guess it's just to take, get your take and our take on this, this, beast of social media. Yes. Yeah. So Steve wrote it and said recently in his wife's family, his wife is one of seven siblings and her oldest brother passed away. His wife set about notifying the brothers and sisters and because she spent time on each call, it took a while to get to, to make these, I guess, five, uh, you know, five phone calls or six phone calls. Yeah. And it left time for one of the siblings that she called first to post it on Facebook right. before everyone else was notified. And one of the siblings is terribly, terribly upset, kind of doesn't want to get over it. And they have not, they are now in, a, I guess, what I would call a Facebook fight. And he is, would like to know what our opinions are about that. And Beth and I had talked about it because we were going to, Put it on an earlier podcast but you know i really think it was a very poor decision to put it on facebook but you know you kind of have to move past what do you think uh this whole you know social media it's just gotten so nuts uh people like before they even finish hearing the end of a sentence they're typing about it you know about their thoughts on it you know when they get news I think the call probably should have, if they know that these people are so social media obsessed, listen, do not say anything until I get a hold of everybody. It's like with the police. Right. Police do not give out names until they have talked to the family because what a horrible way to read. Right. But then that kind of puts the blame back on the widow who is, you know, just doing her job. Of Well, I'm just saying, I think totally. You're, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm blaming her. She should have told them not to. Uh, 
I, boy, this so I know, some of the stuff that you would think is just common sense that would be like, you know, guys, I'm just going to say it to you. Please don't say anything. I'll let you know when yeah. when we can, when I've let, every, you know, I'll, I'll send something out to let you know. I've already contacted all the siblings. But, Jimmy, this is a little bit interesting because when we got that, I said to Barb, that kind of actually happened about you. To me, I was at work and I'm like, oh, was it about what the word got out about my penis reduction surgery? <laughs> Jimmy, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, I didn't want Jimmy, that. Jimmy, we get, get a word. good rating. <laughs> no, I mean, well, it's a surgery. My God, you know what I want? I'd say the burn victim. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like looking up stuff and it says uh, Jim O'Hare dead at age whatever it was. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I mean, I said it out loud to my colleagues. I was like, wait, there's something that says Jim is dead. I mean, it was really kind of like, whoa, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, it, it wasn't like People Magazine had said it. It was, right. you know, something. But right. I, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of the person who did see this on Facebook. It is kind of shocking to see something like that in print when you haven't heard from it and I don't know I think the whole thing is it goes back to not every single thing needs to be put on and maybe you know don't put anything that on until that will get on because number one the one the one one of the good things about social media is that now you can put this information out there everybody can get information about services and all this kind of stuff right. Uh, but also, it depends on who you're dealing with. Some of us are more social media conscious than others. Right. Um, do I believe it should be a continued Facebook war? No. No. This. No, was, I don't think uh, the war should continue. I think the yeah. the person made their point that that was a terrible way to find out that her older yeah. sibling died. And, and then you have to kind of find out that is a, it's, yeah. that is a terrible I way. think that um, social media, is, like you said, serves a purpose for that. When the arrangements have been made, you can right. notify people. Right. Yes. But yeah. the day you find out is not the day to post because That's there's nephews and nieces and yes. in this case, siblings. that right. haven't siblings. Heard yet. My gosh. And you know what? It, it, exactly. I agree with all of that. And it, it just comes to. The bottom line is, I think an apology goes a long way. I'm so sorry that I did this. It was not my intention to. I should have thought. I should have yeah. thought ahead. But I do think I'm not somebody who posts very often. So I think sometimes people who do just go to their phones and post without thinking it through. And I think maybe that's what happened here. Maybe they just didn't think it through or just assumed everybody knew or didn't even think about did everybody know I think because some, it's their go-to i do think that some people really need a, a lesson in social media posting and what is appropriate and not appropriate and yeah. one of the things that is not appropriate is to post oh come on not again oh. <laughs> and just leave it open so everyone's like Are there's you nothing okay? that makes me crazier than the attention getting post of oh please pray please pray don't say that. You know what? Tell us what we're praying for, people. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Or a lot of actors will do this. And I will say it is it makes you crazy. But nowadays and I have to do it on a bunch of different. I just got off a project that was so concerned about privacy. So you sign these NDAs, um, non-disclosure agreements. So that's fine. That's what happens. You do have, right. you, know, you, you know, but the, uh, just booked a big job. Can't say. 
fingers cr- like you're, it's just oh that makes me crazy once you can talk about it post hey i'm doing an episode of blah 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 or i'm gonna did a yeah. film or i did this then put it out there it's just these all of these cryptic you're just looking for validation you're looking for people to go oh what's going on congratulations or you know oh please pray you're just looking to see how many people are going to reach out I know. Jimmy, when I see something like that, you can be damn sure I'm gossiping about it. Because the way I think if somebody... If people are breathing, you'll be gossiping about it. So go ahead. (laughs) I'm just saying, if somebody puts something out like that, well, now I need to know what it's about. So I may not have ever asked anybody about this person's yeah. personal business but it's to me it's like if you put it out on facebook or something it's fair game people yeah. can start asking about it's a really bad habit thing. it's a really bad habit and anybody out there in our listening audience whoever you are if you do it stop doing it because doing the it. world yes, hates it, it. <laughs> and if someone says i need prayers dot 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 I am withholding my prayers until you give me <laughs> more of the story. Yeah. Well, what about, it, I go it's... as far as saying, dear Lord, don't give them any good good things. Make it all terrible. Make them rot in hell. That's what I do. I go the oh other way. Oh, my direction. God. Okay, I have a question that I came across for the two of you, and I know this will, you're going to love it, but I'm gonna, and I'm going to try to not to read the entire thing but basically the guy says i have a two-year-old doberman pincher that is super sweet and loves to snuggle with anyone that he meets i adopt him adopted him as a puppy and some of the family was not thrilled because my sisters and my brothers were assuming he was going to be aggressive when he grew up and he's not aggressive he's he's not aggressive at all and is a huge baby So now he's going to have some people over for a holiday, and they're going to a cabin that he inherited from his grandfather. So just as a side note, I always think when you are at a place that your family has gone to forever, even though somebody else owns it, they still think that they have all the rights to the place, just like when Grandpa owned it. So it says, "My, my uncle and aunt want to stay in the cabin, but do not want my dog in the house. They suggested boarding him at a local pet lodge from Monday until Saturday. I did call and ask for pricing, and they told me that it would be very expensive. I also don't want my dog to be gone for almost an entire week and in a place he's never been. I called my aunt and told her that I was not going to board my dog and that this is the dog's home. So what are your thoughts? Somebody is coming to your house and saying, you have to put the dogs away. Oh, well, not away. In a kennel. In a kennel. It would yeah. never, ever, ever happen in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and those people would be dead to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Barbara and I are kind of on the same page. It's my home, and they're asking me. Yes. To, now, I can see if it's someone else's home. Yes, they can call, make all, call all the shots who's coming right. going in their home. In my home? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, will I be respectful, and if... You know, make sure that, you know, and you know, I'll do my best to make it the most comfortable experience it can be in my home. Right. Where my dogs will be. Right. Um, where the dogs will where be. Where the dogs exactly. will be. If you're uncomfortable, like when you're eating, do- okay, then the dogs can be in the yard or in a bedroom. I mean, there's there's ways to make it more comfortable. But no, my dogs will not be in a kennel. <laughs> they will not be at someone else's home. I'm actually home. really shocked that he 
took it to the point of calling a shell, uh, calling a kennel, right. right? Because that means he really he is respectful for, of his aunt and uncle's needs, but you don't, as a guest, get to make demands. Right I was going to ask that. What do you think of the person that calls somebody and says, I'm coming to your home, but I want you to do this big, huge thing? For my free vacation, can you please yeah. accommodate yes. me in yeah. any way, I, shape, or form? I say, hey, Aunt Karen. No, you can't. <laughs> you're, you're not doing anything without my damn dogs. And you know, Beth, you were just here. I have pity mixes, you know, pit bull mixes, and people are, you know, you hear pit bull you hear any of these dogs and you get terrified beth can tell you what my dogs are like all they want is to be in your face you know licking yeah. and yes they're good and they couldn't be sweeter and kinder so you know that's it i know that's another issue people have prejudice against certain breeds uh and because legitimately some people have done terrible things with those breeds. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's that's a whole other, you know, issue. No, right. I mean, your dogs and stuff is my one of my favorite because, you know, our Paisley, who is our beagle, she barks like you cannot imagine. So I, I did enjoy the <laughs> that you're too. The they're very quiet. Yeah, they're they're actually they're if absolutely quiet, very very quiet. Dogs, if you're eating, they want to know what you're eating. If you're. Oh, yeah, of course. They also are. They just want loving, like the one Chase, he just walks up and sits next to you and goes, hm, hm, hm. Just <laughs> start, start petting me, start rubbing my neck, whatever. Right. Oh, you yeah. Know, I absolutely screw that ant. No way. Yeah, we don't no care way. for the ant anyway. That's, it's, it's really, I find this, in general, this entitlement that people have about their comfort and their, yes. you know, quality of an experience to the, you know, they just feel like they're so entitled to make these. It's like you're not at a hotel. I was saying, if you go right. to a hotel, you're paying, you know, two, three, four, depending on where you are, you know, lots of money for a night. You have some, you can have some demands. You're right. coming to my home where my dogs live their lives. This is where their world is. And you're going to give demands? No. Yeah, no. yeah right. No, no, so, no. yeah, don't do that. Don't be icky, people. Don't and be even icky. the fact I'm. I'm appalled at the part of the letter where he said his, some of his family wasn't thrilled. It's like, who cares? Right. I'm mean, assuming he's an adult person if he owns a cabin. Right. Since when do your family get to weigh in on your pet choices? <laughs> your pet choices. Weird, the, 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 the reason there's a little weirdness, a little extra weirdness here, is that it, it sounds like it was a family place. See, and that's now, for it. whatever reason, he now owns. But yeah. it doesn't matter. He now owns it. He now owns it. it. Exactly. So, yeah, that to me is a no-brainer. I have seen letters like that, pets aside, where one person buys everybody out. Oh, right. Yeah. But then the people are still like, well, we get the first two weeks in August. <laughs> we've always come. And, and, you know, if you're going to be there because they're staying there, you know, make sure you get enough groceries for the six people that are home. It's the entitlement is just, and wow. it's like you have to shut that stuff down yeah. at the very beginning. You That's just have to. Beginning. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. that you imagine. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes to show the I, I, are unbelievable. I'm trying to, oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to to bring out a little bit about stuff that maybe, uh, I mean, have been on other podcasts and stuff, but I think might be interesting. I came across an interview uh, question, and I know you had the same kind of interview, so I was going to read it, and then maybe you can weigh in on yours. It said, before the interview, they asked me my date of birth. When I came to the meeting, the owner of the company showed me some printouts of astrological maps, 
and started talking about how much we matched at work. I couldn't even understand if it was a joke or not. It turned out that he was serious and I was hired. So basically, the person wanted to know all about the the interviewee's astrology before they would hire him. And I know you have a story about that, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, I was in Chicago, uh, you know, just looking to find work. And uh, for whatever reason, I can I type very fast. It's just one of those weird things. I just you are fast, Jimmy. You still are. Yeah. Well, the uh, you know, it was sophomore year, Jordan Praxo South High School. I took a typing class, and she said to me, "Do you play piano?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." And she goes, "Oh." Anyway, so whatever reason, I type fast. You know, like I learned the home base or whatever you call it, and and I you know, anyway. So. I could always get a job doing data entry or which I don't even know if that exists any longer, but, you know, or some type of word processing. So I was looking for a job when I was still in Chicago doing theater at night, but you know, you needed a job to pay the bills during the day. And so I go to this place and uh, same situation. They had uh, done a, um, a pre, uh, what do you call it? A pre workup on my astrological sign. Okay. So, I go in there and I meet with the woman, uh, the president of the company, and she's talking to me and she said this and that. And she said, um, we, it was a faint, I wish I could think of the woman's name. It was a famous uh, astrologist, like certainly very famous in Chicago. And she said at the end, at the end of the interview, she would like to meet with you. Would you be comfortable doing that? And I said, about what? And she goes, well, you have a very interesting chart whatever the words are for all this. I, yeah. said, I, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, what is, what's so different? And she said, well, according to her, you have the same astro- astrological chart as Jesus Christ. And <laughs> yes. And that, in that world, they think he was brought back to earth in 1962, which is the year I was born. So I said, <laughs> hold off. Are you saying I'm Christ? <laughs> well, that explains I, why the way mom treated you. I'll tell well, you as, as it should be. But I'm thinking, <laughs> I, the bus broke down on the way here. I'm really screwing this up. I, I should, you know, <laughs> I should have been walking on the water over here than doing this. So anyway, it was very weird, and I did meet with. I ended up meeting with this astrologist, who. Uh, oh, which by the way, the woman never gave me the job. She said, "Well, no, our charts don't match." So I oh. didn't match her. But I matched Christ. So, um, so <laughs> Sounds I like met, a win. What's that? Sounded like a win to me. Sounds like a Yeah, yeah, win-win. So I meet with this woman, and she said, she goes, you only have one planet alignment that's not the same. So I said, so I'm not him. And she goes, no, you're not him. I go, okay, well, now what? You're like... But I, you know, it was a free reading because she wanted to meet me. So I don't ultimately know what any of it meant other than... In my mind, lunacy. It was all. Oh my God. I loved it though. We thought it was very funny. And like I said, you know, mom was like, well, I had no doubt. Between, you know, mom <laughs> and her blessed boys, she was probably like, oh yeah. yeah. She's like, Absolutely. of course I gave birth to the son of the second. Of, of course, yes, exactly. Is that the same astrologist that told you you were going to be a household name? No, that was a, that was not an astrologist. That was a psychic. Psychic. And when okay. I went to her, it was so weird because I, uh, I walk in and the people in front of me are leaving. Uh, I was in the little waiting area 
And as they're leaving, I had never met this woman. I, I just, everyone was going to her. You know, I, the place I was working at the time, this one went to her and that one went to oh, her. Oh, right, right, you know, right. It was like the talk of the, of the thing. I and, love that. Yeah, and these two women were leaving and she just looks at me and then she looks at them and she says, take a look at him, he'll be a household name. I didn't know what the hell she was, it was all very weird. But then right when I sit down with her, she said, I hope this doesn't bother you, but I feel you need a um, uh, a blessing with holy water. And I said, what? well, go for it, I guess. I, I, I don't know. And so she did. And then she gave me the reading, which was a really uh, pretty spot on, you know, like it's at the time. And she does a body thing. She goes through your body first to say what, what could be hurting you, what issues oh. you might have. <laughs> no, no, Barbara, she didn't probe. Yes. I had asked and I brought some lube in case it had gone that way. But Jimmy, uh there goes our good rating. Hey, for those who understand, the laugh don't um but anyway, so it was interesting. But what really was what blew my mind was so then I'm telling friends and people about it. And so another friend of mine, I'm not gonna say names here, she goes, I'd like to go. I said, Cool. So we go, I take her. And on the way we're leaving, you know, in the car and she's being very quiet and weird. And I said, uh, is everything okay? And she goes, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And I said, yeah, she really hits on some things. Well, here's what I find out happened. When she walked in, the psychic said to her, you're pregnant. And she had told nobody. Oh. Yeah. And she said, she looked at her and said, it's all going to be fine. It's a boy and you're going to marry the father. And all of that happened. Really? Yeah. Wow. All of that happened. So th yeah, this we... was something I wish I, I mean, it's been so many years. My God, at this point, it would probably be, wow, 35 years ago, maybe something like that. So well, Jimmy and the condo, you know, we had uh, Jimmy lived in this condo in Chicago and then he was moving on and Ed and I we bought this condo and we had this tenant and she was a psychic and every every month I would get a uh, a yellow page a legal page of what was wrong with the condo and one of it was is that um, the wall the neighbors were too loud and that the spirits couldn't come through. And I was like, all right, people. I mean, there's really nothing I can do about if the spirits can come through. Yeah, That's for yeah. sure. I used to love to go to that stuff, that psychic stuff. I love a reading. It, it's fun if you go with it knowing, right? you know, that, you know, don't base your life on everything. Like I did, I was read by Teresa Caputo, you know, the Long Island. Oh, region. right, Teresa Caputo. And I've seen her in a couple of times since then. And she couldn't be sweeter. I mean, she's really a lovely, lovely person. Um, so, you know, but you take it for what it's worth. And when they say things that connect, it makes you a hardcore believer, but then they'll say things and you're like, well, that makes no sense to me. Right. You kind of right. go back and forth. But, you know, and I did one that, you know, was on television with her and it, you know, when she hits certain things, it, you know, I, I uh, you know, you start crying. And I remember when it was over, I said to her, oh my God, I've made such a fool of myself. I said, did, and it, cause she was doing, she was doing five of us, like five kind of, you know, relevant people at the time, I guess. And uh, she goes, every one of them cried. I go, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them in particular, uh, she said he sobbed. I was like, oh, good, 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 good. Other people got 
worked up. Because you know, uh, I say things like, in my case, it was about mom and then dad, and even one of my dogs that had passed recently before that. And and you know, she said to me, she goes, uh, uh, you know, her, the little dog's name was Aspen, and she goes, Aspen said to say thank you. It was <gasps> Jimmy. I never knew that. Well, they don't air every. You know, we did like an hour and a half reading, and they only aired. I don't know, 20 minutes? I, I, I have to say, I guess I'm a bit of a skeptic. Barbara, but... she doesn't believe in all this. <clears throat> do they do pre-interviews? Here's the thing. Not only did they not do a pre-interview, so but my point was, well, she could look me up, and there's a lot of you know stuff out there just yeah. around a while. Certain things I had, I had never said out loud. You know, like when my mom passed. And again, maybe this is something that happens all the time, and it's a, it's a good guess for her. But like, you know, when my mom passed, and... There was no more breathing. And, you know, I had to close her eyes. And I mentioned, and she told me, you know, that I did that. And I thought that yeah. was amazing. And then, um, you know, with like, and when I was in the room, like, she did not meet me until we were walking in the room. They purposely oh. do that. There was no, but she has people. And the people, even while we were, I was talking to the people ahead of time, I'd say something, go, oh, no, 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 don't, don't say anything about family. We don't want to know anything about your right. family. Ah. They were cutting me off. If I, because you know me, I'm just chatting and yeah. you could mention a sibling or whatever you could mention and they right. would cut me off. So I don't know. You know, I, I do believe. Well, I guess that, I, I would say, I believe that people have intuition. I do too. Yeah, I believe I in that too. for sure. And maybe that's this is just enhanced intuition or something. Yeah, because then I also wonder if you have these gifts, why aren't you, you know, stopping, you know, nine eleven? Why aren't you? I, you know what I mean? Like I, I can go back and forth about all that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's, but I, I can remember watching it too. Well, mainly because they had asked for pictures of all of us. Oh right, you guys were on too. Yeah, <laughs> and we had to sign off on it, and I was like, oh. And I loved it, but I watched, of course, I cried too. And just as a side note, Barb is crying now. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> not crying. Our just, listeners know that Barb yeah. gets teary, and we just, we just We've gone through it. I'm an empath. She's an empath. <laughs> but we absolutely do love her. Thanks for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe. And don't forget, be kind and trust your gut. You have to do that thing where you saved it. It's probably if you scroll down to where there's buttons. Yeah. What's that um, view? Because you guys recorded it also, right? No. We were recording on our. Oh shoot, we're on that. Hang on, we're still talking.